Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to the Linda Fostek Show. Disasters are all around us. Turn on the news and Mother Nature is on a rampage. Personal disasters put our lives on hold or derail us completely. Join Linda as she invites you to become part of the solution. It's time to get off the worry-go-round with your host, Linda Fostek. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If you would like to join in the conversation tonight, please call in at 866-451-1451. Don't let the next disaster catch you by surprise. Get your free planning roadmap and disaster checklist today at thecrisisplanner.com. Well, lots of stuff going on in the news tonight as Long Island and a lot of parts of the Northeast is preparing for our first major snowstorm of 2020. Can you believe we had like no snow all last winter? I mean, we had snow in November and we had a little snow in December and then we had no snow the entire year. So Tomorrow into Thursday, we're expecting to get a foot or more of snow here on Long Island and parts of the um, New England states, Connecticut, upstate New York, Massachusetts could be getting over two feet of snow. And some of that snow is going to fall in some of the ski resort areas. So hopefully they will actually be able to be open because one of the things I just read recently is that Lake Tahoe in California is shut down to tourists until after the holidays. Another wonderful way that they are just devastating small businesses that depend on a very short season. Um, And I I don't know how in the world some of these businesses are going to survive, and many of them are not, and they're, they're closing every day. In fact, I heard the 21 Club in New York City Uh, shut their doors permanently as of two days ago. Very sad for New York City. 21 Club was legendary, and uh, now they are shutting down forever. Uh, Very sad. So, with the snowstorm, I hope everybody is prepared. Make sure you have a full tank of gas if you're planning to go out. Make sure you have a shovel and your salt and that your windshield wiper fluid is 
filled so that you are prepared. And if you are not comfortable driving in the snow, don't do it. I mean, basically, most of us aren't going out too much anyway, so it sounds like a great day to stay home and bake cookies or decorate trees or do something. Buy, go shopping online. <laughs> do something in the house. Um, so just be prepared. Uh, we are expecting a major snowfall. In fact, last all of last year, Philadelphia had no measurable snow at all, and this could be the biggest snow they've had in two years. So that's pretty amazing. So on the good news front on COVID, the Pfizer vaccine was approved this week and started distribution to all 50 states. All 50 states have received their first delivery of the Pfizer vaccine, and it is being rolled out at hospitals and nursing homes across the country. Those, they, those workers and the nursing home patients being given the highest priority for the COVID vaccine. And I guess in the next wave, the first responders, your police, your fire, your EMS, uh, they will be in the next wave. And I hope they put teachers in there, too, because a lot of teachers have been very um, uncomfortable teaching without any kind of protection from COVID. And I think it would definitely make bringing students back into the classroom a much easier thing for people to do. So Pfizer is already underway with distribution. Now, a reminder, Pfizer is a two-shot vaccine. You do have to come back for that second shot to make sure that your immunity is uh, established. Um, I don't know what exactly that protocol is or how they're going to track people to make sure that they come back for their second shot, but I guess they will figure that out. Um, Moderna is expecting to be approved uh, sometime this week, and they are set to roll out 6 million vaccines the day they get the approval. So we will have two vaccines in distribution very quickly. You will have to, you know, and again, the vaccines are being distributed on a priority basis based on the essential workers. And obviously our hospital workers are people that need to be, you know, and healthcare workers are the people that we need to protect because without them, we're all in trouble, right? <laughs> you know, in fact, um, I just received my AARP magazine today and the entire magazine was really addressing the shortcomings in our nursing homes that had existed long before COVID-19 came into play, but was exacerbated by COVID-19. And it just showed all those shortcomings in glaring reality. Um, many of our nursing homes are run by private corporations. Only about 20% of them are are like nonprofits. So these poor for-profit corporations have shaved the um, running expenses and the staffing, and you know they didn't have any kind of a plan for a pandemic like this, which you think they would have, because certainly seasonal flu has always been a major hazard in these facilities because it will run rampant. I, I can remember when my mom was in her in an assisted living and there were at least three occasions that they shut that that facility down to visitors because they had a 
a uh, norovirus, which was a stomach flu, or they had a regular flu outbreak. So, uh, you know, they should have had a plan in place for such a, uh, a, a disaster that we had. And of course, there were many things that were done incorrectly, like sending COVID positive patients to nursing homes and forcing them to have to accept them when they did not have the PPE or training or facility to take care of the patients. And obviously these nursing homes were terribly overwhelmed. Nursing home patients actually represent 1% of our total population, but in the first eight weeks of COVID represented almost 60% of the deaths. Um, As it stands right now, they represent about 30% of or 35%, a third of the deaths, because 100,000 nursing home patients have died, and we have 300,000 deaths in the entire country. So 1% of the population accounting for that high a number of deaths, obviously they're most, they're most vulnerable, and we, need, we have a responsibility to protect them. Uh, for those of us who live in the Northeast, um, obviously it is uh, not a surprise to us that uh, New York City is once again shutting down all their restaurants to indoor dining. And with the impending snowstorm, all those lovely little huts they've built on the sidewalks and in the streets have to be removed for snow removal. So all that expenditure... They have to take everything down so that the the trucks can get through and remove the snow that we're expecting in the next two days. So it's actually making it worse than ever uh, for the restaurant businesses in New York because now they can't even have any kind of outdoor dining as well. Um, Again, as I said, the 21 Club is shutting down. We are going to be taking our first break. Break Once again, I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and we will see you on the other side of the break. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, 
Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And before the break, we were talking about just the devastation to the businesses in New York City. And right now, they, as of yesterday, all the indoor dining has been shut down again in New York. And with the impending snowstorm, they are making everybody take down all those little outside huts that they built on the sidewalks and then this uh, overlapping into the street um, because they need the street cleared for snow plowing. And so even though these restaurants have spent a fortune trying to trying to stay in business, and they're being hit during a time when they literally... This was their one opportunity to kind of make up for a lot of the business they lost. This is the busiest time of the year, the holidays. And in spite of the fact that there is COVID and a lot of stuff isn't open, there are a lot of people going into the city. I was in uh, New York um, a week a week ago for a an event. Uh, I was in Rockefeller Center. I saw the tree. The light display at Saks is gorgeous, and and it's not crowded because they've got the streets all barricaded. In fact, the police presence was kind of a little scary. Um, There was SWAT police walking around with machine guns, and that kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable because that's something you see in Italy and Germany at the airports and stuff. I really haven't seen it in New York before, which that was kind of weird. But the city is alive. It's trying to come back to life. The window displays were all gorgeous, and all the stores were open. You know, in terms of having their their um, they weren't they weren't all boarded up like they were a couple of months ago, and now they you know kicked them while they were down, and they're they're just everything is closed. And in California, it's even worse because now five counties in California. And maybe in the entire state, if I'm, I'm, but at least five counties, which represents the bulk of, of California, is not only indoor dining, outdoor dining, um, salons, bars, um, gyms, all non-essential businesses are shut down again. Essentially, these five counties are back in total lockdown because Gavin Newsom is absolutely terrified that they're, um, they're bed capacity in intensive care, they only have 10% availability of beds, although most of those beds are not being taken up by COVID patients. They're taken up by normal, you know, heart attacks and strokes and, you know, cancer patients, the typical patient that would be in an intensive care. So it's not like they're being overrun by COVID, but his fear is they are going to run out of bed, so that's why he's shutting it down. But again, I don't know how business can survive. It's just absolutely terrifying. Well, I'm really excited because, you know, that's enough of the news. I mean, things, like I said, things are looking up. We've got vaccines coming out, and things are starting to happen. We just got to hang on for a little longer, wear your mask. Do healthy distancing. I refuse to call it social distancing because healthy distancing is a positive way of saying it. Wash your hands. Use your hand sanitizer. And be smart. 
if some pl- if something looks uncomfortable to you, don't do it. And, you know, just be responsible. You know, that's all we're asking. It's everybody just take this seriously. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I truly believe that. So, really, I am so excited to to have my next guest on the show. And she is somebody that I have known for a couple of years through networking. We've kind of run into each other quite a few times, and I've been always fascinated by what she does. And, you know, her passion has been to help people see their true potential and feel proud of who they are. And her business is called Rising Adults Coaching. And her mission is to empower young people between the ages of 17 and 29 to gain the clarity and confidence to fulfill their mission that they need to move forward throughout this very exciting period of their life and of course right now with covid it's really putting a damper on what normally is should be fun filled excitement for for these young people and she has an amazing certification in from the institute for professional excellence in coaching she holds an advanced certification as a as an energy leadership index practitioner master practitioner and she's also a new york state certified teacher and new york state certified special ed teacher as well as a mother of two young adults of her own her name is eileen deairs and she has a solid grasp on how challenging this can be this age can be for both the young person and the parent because the parents have a hard time releasing of course and you know, I'm so excited to invite Eileen onto the show tonight. Welcome, Eileen. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know. This is, you know, this is really a, a you know, it's been a really challenging time for young people. I mean, you, you hear all these nightmares about these young people going to college and the college experience they expected is not what they're having at all. Uh, this frustration with the online learning or, you know, or being locked in their dorm rooms. There's all kinds of things that are going on. But before we get to that, I mean, I know we I talked a bit in the opening about all the challenges with COVID. And you shared with me that you are currently recovering from COVID. So you want to share with my, (laughs) I know. So share with my audience what your experience has been. Like, do you know where you contracted it? um, What symptoms you had and how you're feeling today? (laughs) Oh gosh, Linda. I, I still can't believe it to be truly honest with you. I'm one of those people who is just, maybe some people would have thought I was a little too careful. You know, I washed everything when I brought it in the house. I didn't really go anywhere at all. And people would say to me, oh, come on. No, no, I was careful. But I did decide to get together for Thanksgiving. So my, my mother and father live with my, right now with my daughter and her significant other in their house. So they're four. And then I'm myself with my husband and my son here. So we thought we'd get together for Thanksgiving, seven people. You know that's where I got it, right? And... I got it from my 70-something-year-old parents. So we're all laughing because, you know, you always have to tell kids that they have to be careful about bringing it home to the grandparents. But how do you like that, Linda, the grandparents? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, 
it, now your pa- the the pa- your parents obviously were COVID positive. Now what were the how did they handle it? Were they really sick or were they just asymptomatic? I know a lot of people like had like no symptoms but were COVID positive. We all had symptoms, and our symptoms were very similar. But I should tell you at this point, so that was about three weeks ago. We're okay. all fine now. Everybody was holding their breath. It's okay. We're all right. Although I'm still getting, Linda, the text every day. You know, there are some advantages, everybody. Not that I'm telling anyone to get COVID. Not at all. But all the love that I got, I got chicken soup delivered to my front door. I got texts every day. Everybody's loving me. I'm like, you know, I could get used to this part. <laughs> However, we're all fine. We had, uh, uh, you know, a cough. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so we so had a you're... cough and we had a little of this and that. What were you going to say? No, it's just like, so you're you're all recovering. You didn't have yeah, serious symptoms. You, you, you didn't yeah, have really like serious cold. symptoms, but you had yeah. symptoms and you all tested positive. <laughs> that is right. So, we did all so when positive, yeah. So when do you retest to find out whether you're negative? So that's not how it works here, um, at least uh, in New York State. <clears throat> so I'm not really sure. Um, okay. Interesting. So all I know is that. So all I know that according to Suffolk County, we had to be um, ten days from when we first started to have symptoms. That's when we were allowed back out, if you will. Okay, interesting. Well, we are going to actually take our next break. Once again, I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry around, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio with my very special guest, Eileen DeAyres, who actually was sharing her firsthand experience with COVID. So come back after the break, and we're going to find out some more, and we're going to also find out how young adults are dealing with this crisis right now and what we can do to help them and what they can do to help themselves we'll see you on the other side of the break author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. Rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. 
Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio with my very special guest, Eileen Ayers, who specializes in working with young adults ages 17 to 29. And really, because this, this should be the time of their life, but many of them are struggling and especially in the age of covid they are really struggling but before we're getting into that topic where eileen was sharing her experience with covid so you are feeling better you uh everybody is recovered from your family and you know again that's one of the things that they've said that the majority of the cases are coming from family gatherings or, or small gatherings not even from restaurants and they keep closing the restaurants so it's like totally crazy so uh, so typically, uh, what would you say are the what types of issues are young adults do they usually have? What kinds of things do you see most common? You know what it is? The young adults they're transitioning from being a kid who has their lives all sort of lined up for them. They're either in high school, so they just know they have to wake up and go to school every day, or college, wake up, just go to school every day, follow the guidelines. So that much is difficult because once they transition from one to the other, it just leaves them feeling sort of out of control, and it, they're not really sure of what direction to take. Now, I'm no expert in this particular area, but I, what I will share is that it seems like, and everybody else can do the research, that when people are coming out of college today, they often don't know what to do next. It seems as if the colleges are not really helping them really prepare for the future and really helping them find jobs. So the kids are coming out of school with a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, trying to make everything perfect, but they don't know where to start, and it pushes them a lot of times into anxiety and depression. And that's something we're just, we've been seeing. And then, like you said, let's throw COVID into the mix. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, this is unprecedented. So the parents are not even really sure how to guide the young people because we just don't have any answers. And I spend a lot of time in my sessions telling these young people, I wish I could tell you what things will be sure. I said, but we just don't know. And, you know, that's pretty much the theme of what you talk about. Life does happen. (laughs) Well, and, and the thing is, I think what COVID has taught most of us is the, the idea that we just have to be flexible and resilient. And with, if the door closes somewhere, and especially when you're just starting out on your career path or you're starting out in your, your college education, how do you get the most out of the experience? How do you, how do you change direction? What, if, what, do we, what do we need now? What problems are there now that I can be helpful in? Because how many of these kids end up coming home from college and they can't get a job, so they like it's like failure to launch they're living home with mom and dad in the basement you know <laughs> you know because they can't yeah, they can't yeah. afford to live on their own uh, they don't they they're 
expectations are set in college that they're going to get this great job and they're going to be able to do all this stuff and they're not preparing them for the fact that you have to start at the bottom in most cases because that's how you learn a business that's how you learn a a career path Uh, I did three or four times I started at the bottom in my career so it's it's not you know I think they're not getting the life skill training, and and that, I think, is what's really throwing the monkey wrench in. Would you tend to agree? Yes, yes. I mean, and there's a lot of reasons, but one thing I want to jump to right away, um, which I was going to mention later, but I'm going to mention it now. One of the things that is good about COVID for these young people, if you want to call it that, I'm going to call it a silver lining, Mm-hmm. That they're going to have to, and they are now living a lifestyle that none of us could have imagined. And can you imagine, Linda, if you go to college for your first year of school, you're meeting all these new people, and you're all wearing masks. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't remember the same person I saw next time. You know what I'm saying? So these are just unprecedented events that are going on. But these young people are learning to deal with it. They're learning to deal with these remote classes. They're learning to deal going with the college and having to live inside their dorms, or if they, then they have to be quarantined if they're exposed. You know, and again, their remote classes and having to do their tests and things like this online. And you know what this is doing, Linda? This is building something we call grit, like you just said, resilience. So the wonderful opportunity that these young people are having is the ability to be able to become more resilient. You know what? Yeah. After this, they can handle anything. After what they've gone through, because I don't know if I can do it, after what they've gone through when they get out into the world and life is somewhat normal again, they've got it behind them. Nothing's going to be as hard, really, so to speak, as what they've been doing. So they're going to use that grit that resistance, that ability, that drive, and a lot of them are really going to benefit from that. So you mentioned before that in the past generations, mostly what we call the millennial generation, which are uh-huh. typically people who were born between the age of, of the year 1980 to 1995, roughly. And the millennials always have a bad rap for everything is supposed to come easy to me. A lot of that is because us as parents or if, and we're people who have uh, <laughs> We facilitated <laughs> that. <laughs> right? We, we, we did. But we didn't know anything different. We were protecting our children. We were trying to be there for them in ways that we didn't understand what we were doing. But yet, in ways, a lot of ways, I did facilitate that. So a lot of them, when they came out into the world, they had a really rough time because they had never really been told no. And even generations following that, they hadn't really had the ability to develop that resilience and grit because we as, and I say we because I'm a Generation X parent, and most of us, whether we realize it or not, on some level have been the helicopter, lawnmower, or plow parent, however you've heard it, trying to clear the way for our children so they don't have to go through so much adversity, which seems lovely, but then they can't handle what comes later, and it's really hard. So COVID is giving them that. Well, and I also think one of the other things that I think is an advantage for them, which I never saw it as a positive, okay? I'm going to say, coming from, I'm I'm a boomer. So for my generation, you know, young people and texting, like they don't, have conversations with with each other but they're so connected via text and and social media 
that and they instantly respond to each other. I mean, God help the person who texts me. They better not expect a response in the next couple of hours because if I'm in a meeting with somebody, I'm not my phone isn't even out. I don't it's off. I don't hear anything. If you know, I, I'm not I'm not of that generation, but I think they are connected in, in at that level that they don't feel the isolation as badly as others. I, and I think that has been an advantage for them, actually. If I, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. Because you can stay connected, you know, through social media, through the Zoom that everybody's using for the holidays right. and, and a lot more, and FaceTime and things of that nature. You're right. So there is a greater connection, and thank goodness they have that much. Can you imagine? Right. Yes, because I think we would see a lot more um, depression and suicide. I mean, we're still seeing an increase in that, but it's not to the yeah. level that I think it would be. We are going to be taking our next break. Once again, I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are coming to you live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio with my very special guest, Eileen Dares, and we are discussing the challenges that young people are facing right now with COVID and just growing up. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interests through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio with my very special guest, Eileen Dears, and we've been talking about just some of the challenges that young adults are facing right now, that, that challenges that they 
let than have, but for some, you know, with COVID, it's just exaggerated. So how in, how are you serving this population right now? And I guess we can talk about some of the challenges that they have and how, how you actually help them move forward with their lives and see their, their potential because they all have so much potential. Yeah, they certainly do. I have to say, Linda, love working with this age, working with these young people because they're ready to move forward. That's what life coaches do. We work with people who are functioning relatively well, but not not enough, you know, not thriving. You know, they feel like they need direction. They feel like they're stuck. So those are the people who come to me like, I'm all right, I'm functioning, but I don't know where to go to next. I'm not sure, you know, how to do this. I feel like I have no choices, no opportunities. Where do I go? And those are the people who come to me. And I'd say the biggest piece of what people are looking for is simply more confidence. They need to believe in themselves. And I share with my clients and their parents, if I speak to them before, that I grew up without a lot of confidence. It was really difficult for me. And when I was able to turn that page and get to the other side, I knew that I needed to help people be able to believe in themselves and really have that confidence. And that's what they come to me for. They'll tell me it's for other reasons. You know, I need to get a job. I need to communicate better. Uh, I need to figure out direction. I don't know what major to do in college. Uh, things like that uh, they come to and, me for. And all of that comes back to confidence. And all of that comes yes. back to confidence. You know, and, and really, I think one of the challenges is that right now with COVID, socialization is being stifled you know how how is that impacting their lives so it's a good question when it comes to socialization you know we're we're a social being as human beings we need to socialize just most of us it's just part of how we function but i need to share with you that these young people adolescents and young adults they it's required so when i say it's required i mean it's part of their human development so what happens is, is that young adults, when they start, usually young teens and even before, they're starting to develop as individuals that are separate from us parents. In order to do that, they have to start developing their own opinions, their own ways of seeing in the world, and, and like, like that. And part of how they do that is by socializing. They create their own group. So their group isn't only mom and dad and brother and sister, or however, however your family looks, it becomes a social network that you create as a young adult. And this is part of their development again, so they can learn how to separate from their family and become their own self. So socialization is so important for that reason. You know, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I have just resisted calling it social distancing because to me that is like the most negative term they could have come up with you know it's like pushing everybody away from you and it, it's like I call it healthy distancing because that puts a positive spin on it and when when I was in Mexico recently they call it sana distance in Mexico which means healthy distance so I, I know I'm a, it's like a little NLP thing but I, I like that healthy distancing because it, it just, it, to me, it speaks to the positive reason that we're doing this as opposed to uh, putting a negative spin on it. But it must be so challenging for them because, like you said, that, you know, this is where they're developing their, their social peer groups and, and really developing their sense of self. 
and it's very difficult for them to get together at all. I mean, I, I hear that they're like isolated in their dorm rooms and, you know, all their learning is online if they're in college. Um, and I can't even imagine what dating in COVID era is like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Socialization right now for them, it just, if you forgive me, it sucks. It's just really, really hard for them. And one way to help them is actually by acknowledging that for them. So in other words, if your kid is home right now and they're acting kind of like a jerk, now you know why. So the reason I say that is because this will help you as a parent uh-huh. learn, learn to understand that when your son or daughter is acting that way, it's not personal to you as the parent. It's about how they're feeling because they need the socialization and they're not getting it. And that's mm-hmm. what's making them act the way they are. And then you add to that that the parents are also under stress with COVID. Right. And, you know, right. they've been trapped in the house with their kids and the whole family and everybody's stuck together. And it's like they they don't, they just want some peace and quiet and some opportunity. So they're stressed and, and uptight and they're young adult children are uptight and that just opens up opportunity for clashes and and actually miscommunication more than anything right yep absolutely you know hurt feelings and oversensitivity prevail you know yeah 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 so you know So we are actually going to be taking our next break. Once again, I am your host, Linda Fostick, and this is the Linda Fostick Show, Get Off the Worry-Go-Round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio with my very special guest, Eileen Dears, and we've been talking about the challenges that our young adults are facing in this age of COVID, and we will see you on the other side of the break. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit 
Hollywood, whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio with my very special guest, Eileen Dares, and we've been talking about the challenges that young adults are having in the age of COVID, and certainly one of the challenges is, you know, they may be stuck at home with their families, and this has been now nine months of this, where we've like essentially been tied to our homes, and the potential for being in an abusive situation in your home life and having no feeling of no escape um, has got to be very challenging. Um, and that, you know, because you've had an increase in alcoholism and drug use and uh, and abuse. So uh, are you seeing that some being some of the young people having those kind of challenges or their families having these challenges? Well, one one challenge I have been seeing, not so much of physical abuse, because they probably weren't going to, you know, tell me about that. So I should be clear that I'm not a therapist. Right. I'm qualified to do that. So I'm, you know, I'm a life coach. So I help people from where they are and help them move forward. So people who right. are having, you know, more um, substance abuse and things like that would typically see a therapist. But you know, I mean, I hear a little bit here and there about them sharing with me that they're, you know, smoking pot quietly by themselves, you know, watching TV, which is probably a way to help them get through. So I've been seeing more of that. What I've been hearing about is the households that aren't getting along where everybody's fighting and arguing and closing and slamming doors and not speaking to this one or not speaking to that one. And that's what I'm seeing in terms of tension. Um, and mm-hmm. I was sharing earlier that there's one young woman who lives in a home where she has a different political view than the rest of her family. So during the whole high, you know, stressful time of the election, they were all fighting. You know, she felt one way, everyone else felt the other way, and it was just, what an uncomfortable situation. Because that's an example of when you would seek out socialization, you could find the people who are more like you and then feel safe. But they right. didn't have that opportunity. Right. And and yeah. it, this this was such a polarized election, and it was... There was no peace in some households. Uh, you know, I can imagine that it, it had to be hugely challenging and and dispiriting because like you said the young adult is really they're trying to find their way they're trying to become who they're supposed to become and expressing their ideas is one of the things that you do when you're when you're becoming and if you're told that no you can't think that way and you know you're ostracized and this one's not talking to that one because you think differently it becomes uh, it, it's the kind of thing that no parent would ever want to happen in their family where a child never speaks to their parent again. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I can't imagine how much that might be happening. So, you know, mm. that happens in families anyway because as the young adult is separating from their parents, that's why the fights and all those types of things occur because the young adult has one opinion, the parent right. has an opinion, 
And then the parent still has rules, you know, rules still apply. So if you're in my home, you're living in my home, there are still rules to apply, you know, that, that apply. Right. So the, the tension that goes back and forth is, is, is difficult. And um, there's and also way, the, yeah. there's a legal thing that comes into play because once they're over 18, the parent really doesn't have the say, same say over what they do. Uh, you know, it, uh, when they're under 18, a parent can make decisions for them and do things. But once they're over 18, they're technically adults. And the well, parent you know, does not have the so same right. authority <laughs> legally. Right. Well, but Linda, you know how it goes. While you're living under my roof, my roof. And I'm paying for your, you know, so it, it depends on the scenario. If the person, the young adult, is able to leave the home and be independent and find independent financially, then yeah, have at it. But while right. they're still living under the roof, there's there are still. Uh, you know, there's a line there where the boundaries go, and it depends on how it works in your situation, right? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, uh, so what are some of the things that you actually uh, help young adults with, especially during this time? What what kinds of things are you talking to them about, or, or how are you giving them that confidence in themselves to, to believe that, they can do what Steve Harvey says. You have to jump in order for your parachute to open. But I add, mm -hmm. add a little piece to that. Before that, first you have to overcome your fear of jumping. And until mm -hmm. you overcome fear, you're never going to jump. And if you don't jump, your parachute can never open. So it's sort of like you have to take a risk. And they're on that precipice. They're making that decision to take a risk in their life, whether it be a job, whether it be go to school, whether it, you know, whatever. So that, that can be a real challenge. Yeah, one of the things that they come to me with, a lot of them seems to be a theme lately, is indecisiveness. They ver feel very nervous about making decisions, big decisions in terms of what school should I go to, which job should I take, and small decisions. Where should, what should we have for dinner today? And they just feel paralyzed right now in terms of making decisions. Well, I, I don't think that's unique to them. I think many people have that problem. We are actually going to be taking our final break of the evening. Once again, I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is the Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio with my very special guest, Eileen DeAyres, and we are going to get back to this on the other side of the break. Renaissance woman trailblazer. Maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe Tashandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C. Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. America. 
is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Linda Fostek, and this is The Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round, and we are live tonight on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio with my very special guest, Eileen Diers. And just before the break, we she brought up one of the things that holds that people come to her about is they're indecisive and fearful of making a bad decision. They don't know how to make a decision or is how how does that present itself and then how do you help them work through that? It's a really good question, Linda. And the way it often presents itself is either in a big decision, what college do I go to, what job do I take, or it can present themselves as where do we go for lunch or what do we have for dinner? But either way, they often feel traumatized by having to make a decision and with the fear of making the wrong one. So the one way that I present this to my clients is for them to challenge it by asking themselves, what's the worst that can happen if you make the decision and you're not happy with it? So, okay, so if the worst that can happen, you choose a job, let's say, and it turns out you didn't like that job, and I ask them, well, what can you do about it? Well, I guess I could stay for this amount of time and then I could leave and find another job. How about that? Yeah, you can. You know, what if I make a decision to go out to dinner and I don't like that restaurant? So I ask them, what could happen? Well, I learned that I don't like that restaurant. I can move on. So even, you know, it depends, of course, on the situation. But by challenging that decision, you know, challenging that fear, this way you can see that a lot of times it's not so bad. That fear, we make it much bigger in our minds than it really is. By challenging it and saying, what's the worst that can happen? A lot of times it's really not going to be that bad if you make a decision and you're unhappy with it. Well, it's the whole thing that it's not a mistake. It's a learning experience. And it's just Mm -hmm. something you have to learn along your life path. So it's not about a mistake. Um, And again, that's a little bit of my NLP, I guess. (laughs) But, but I'm like uh, that. With, I'm just like you. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, but they don't buy that, Linda. They don't buy that. So when I tell them that, yeah, it's not a mistake. It's a learning experience. They're like, uh huh. Yeah. The young people they need more life experience sometimes before they're able to buy into that whole theory of because I believe like you, there's no such thing as a mistake. Any decision you make is the best decision you could make at the time, and if it's not the decision you like, you learn from it for the next instance. And and. I, I think if, if things never went wrong, you would never experience the joy of when things go right. So 
Yeah. You need to have that experience of having made, having that learning experience so that you can appreciate it when you really find that right place for yourself or the, that restaurant that you love or the yeah. job that you love or, you know, so you don't appreciate what you have till it's not there. So I, I think that that so is probably one of the things that's one of the toughest lessons for anybody to learn is that you can't always get what you want, but if you try somehow, you get what you need, <laughs> as the yeah, Rolling Stone said. <laughs> you know what's funny, yeah. Linda? Just what you're saying right now, because I had COVID, I still don't have a sense of smell. And I never realized how much I would miss it, but if I didn't lose it, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I do, and I can't wait to get it back. So it goes right uh, along the lines of what you were just saying. <laughs> There you go. So, uh, you know, it's it's really, you know, the, and then it's also about listening and communication. I think if we all remembered what we have two ears and one mouth, we would all be better off because we have two ears because we're supposed to listen and not be thinking about what we're going to say next. And I think that is the hardest lesson for almost anybody to learn. So we are actually, I want to thank you, Eileen, for joining me this week. I Don't let the, a disaster blindside you. Get your free planning roadmap and disaster checklist today at thecrisisplanner.com. And if you are a grandparent or a parent of a child that's aged 4 to 11, I want you to check out something called the Science Labs, which is really giving young children the opportunity to engage in innovation, creation, and problem solving through a series of children's books. And that's the thesciencelabs.com. And literally, you would be getting a subscription where each month you get a physical book. So be sure to tune in next week as we explore This Is the Season of Gratitude. What are you grateful for with Bismaya Rubin? This is Linda Fostek, and you've been listening to The Linda Fostek Show. Get off the worry-go-round on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio. Until next week, maintain your healthy distancing. Be safe out there. Happy planning. No worries. Listen to each other. Thank you, and good night. You've been listening to The Linda Fostek Show. Join Linda each week for interesting topics such as in the news, extreme prepping, and home sweet home, right here on The Linda Fostek Show. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.